I just want to point out a special uh, surprise blessing today. Uh, my, my sister-in-law Pauline and my nephew Michael are here, and he's my first godson, and also the biggest, I think. I'm not going to fight him. Uh, so uh, St. Augustine, and I'm going to try to talk as little about him as I can, because uh, it's his mom's day. Uh, St. Augustine was, by any rational standard, uh, a lost cause. Um, he fathered a child out of wedlock. He uh, had, uh, well, it was funny, one of my profs said, he, it's not that he had a drinking problem. He, he loved to drink. He had no problem with it. Uh, he had great trouble with addiction. He uh, struggled with purity. And he really didn't have any desire to be anything different than he was. Society reaped all kinds of blessings on him because he was their image, right? Here's a guy who's doing it on his own. Uh, his mom <laughs> uh, prayed for him despite all evidence to the contrary she had hope. She had no reason to hope based on what she saw, but she had hope because of what she believed. And what did she believe? She believed that by relentlessly storming heaven, her son had no chance. She believed that by storming heaven with her prayers, our God of compassion would break that man in such a way as that he allowed himself to be rebuilt in Christ. And I can't say this enough. What would we look like without St. Augustine? Because of St. Monica, we don't have to find out because of her abject fidelity and her relentless prayers. For us who are here, you could be anywhere. You chose to be here, and I look around, and I'm so blessed. I love you all. I get to see you every morning. God help you. I don't know why you volunteer for this. I'm kidding, I do. But we all carry people in our heart, don't we? We bring them here, and we're sad because we love them, and we, we wish they were here too. We wish that they knew how very much God loved them. We wish that they knew how beautiful it is to come here every day and be about something other than ourselves. We wish they knew the joy of the relentless pursuit of holiness and the wonder of taking Jesus into our body and our soul. And it seems hopeless, but it's not. St. Monica reminds us that it's not. So we got family, don't we? We got friends. We got people we love, and they're not in the fight. And so we pray for them. We see our society to continue to chew up person after person and to spit out spiritual corpse after spiritual corpse. And we don't want our loved ones in that. We want them in Jesus' heart. So we pray for them. And we better never give up in our prayer for them. We don't judge them. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know what they've experienced. But we know what they can experience. I visited Nain with one of my dearest, one of my hero priests, Monsignor Bill Easton. He's uh, with the Lord now. But he took me to Nain when we were in Israel, and it's not really a town, yeah. I mean, it's a town, but it's not a town. 
And we got to it and we stood there and he read this passage to us. I was a little seminarian at this point. And he pointed, he says, look right over there. And, and you see this magnificent church, it's right in sight, it's about three miles away. He says, that's where Jesus was crucified. Right there, you can see it, and you can. And he, he pointed out that it says Jesus' heart was moved with compassion, which means Jesus suffered with that mom and her tears for her son. And he pointed out what Jesus knew when he looked up was that in about four weeks, his mom would be crying. His mom, a widow, would be crying over the death of her only son. And Jesus made it right. So let's make sure our prayers are rooted in compassion, not righteousness. Because what brings us here is not that we've got it together, it's that we get that we're train wrecks. So let compassion, not righteousness, be the fuel for our prayer. And let hope be the thing that sustains it. Amen.